This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. I am Vanessa Young, and I am the Program Manager and Senior Research Nurse for the Newborn Medicine Clinical Research Center at Boston Children's Hospital. The current responsibilities of my role include recruitment, the execution of the study, as well as regulatory oversight for all studies going through the newborn intensive care unit. I have been a NICU nurse for over 20 years and continue to practice clinically. I developed an interest in research over 10 years ago when I first emigrated to the US, and this ultimately led to my first research position when I moved to Boston. After commencing work as a research nurse in the Department of Anesthesia, I was charged with building the growth of the research team. My passion, however, always lay with caring for babies and advancing healthcare in neonatology. So I'm very excited to now be an integral part of the research team for the Division of Newborn Medicine. My name's Lorraine Hodgson, and I'm the Head of Nursing for Clinical Research at Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital in London. I have oversight for over 40 clinical research nurses across our organisation and I'm responsible for the line management and professional development for them. We have a clinical research facility situated within our hospital where our team of research nurses work on early phase clinical trials as well as later phase clinical trials across the organisation. I have a background in children's intensive care and have been working within clinical research for the last eight to nine years. Previously, I have held positions with the um, National Institute of Health Research Children's Research Networks, including the lead for paediatric workforce development. I am currently the chair of the um, UK CRF Clinical Research Facilities Network Paediatric Forum, as well as a board member of the International Association of Clinical Research Nurses. I'm Margaret McCabe, and I'm the Director of Nursing Research for Medicine Patient Services at Boston Children's Hospital. In my role, I work with staff nurses conducting clinical inquiry and research projects. I also conduct my own program of research. I am a co-founder and current president of the International Association for Clinical Research Nurses, and I'm also a co-founder and current board member for the Foundation of International Research Nurses. The International Association for Clinical Research Nursing put out a definition in 2012. Clinical research nursing is a specialized practice of professional nursing focused on maintaining equilibrium between the care of the research participant and the fidelity of the research protocol. This specialty practice incorporates human subjects protection, care coordination and continuity, contribution to clinical science, clinical practice, and study management throughout a variety of professional roles, practice settings, and clinical specialties. In addition, the IACRN has um, written a scope and standards of practice for clinical research nursing and worked with the American Nurses Association to have clinical research nursing endorsed as a specialty practice for nurses and the scope and standards of practice for clinical research nursing has been endorsed by the ANA. So I think that's great going on from what you've just said, Matt, that it was finally recognized as a specialty um, because the role is so important in what it delivers to healthcare. It really is. Um, and I think for so long, it's been difficult to define what we actually do in our role. And it's been very widely misunderstood. 
So now that we're recognised as a specialty, I think we can only go on and get stronger and continue to deliver in healthcare like we have been doing for as long as we've been participating in research. Would you agree with that, Lorraine, coming from a UK perspective? Oh, completely. And I think one of the really, really key things is that what's been happening in the US, it's been happening across the world. Mm -hmm. And although I don't work across the world, I can certainly talk (laughs) about the UK. And for clinical research nurses in the UK, until maybe the last 10 years, it was very much that you'd be a clinical research nurse and you'd be working with your consultant, your principal investigator. And it wasn't really a recognised profession. And you didn't get very much respect from your peers, from external people. And people didn't really know what the research nurse did. It was a very difficult profession to recruit into because people didn't know what they were doing and people actually felt and probably still do at times that they're not going to have any patient contact and um, you know they would be stuck in an office in the basement collecting data and they weren't really going to be proper nurses or use their nursing skills. I think now, certainly within the UK, with the um, development of the National Institute of Health Research and the clinical research facilities, that's certainly changed. And over the last 10 years, we've seen a significant change in um, how clinical research nurses are supported, how they're funded, and really just how they're organised and how they're kind of seen. Mm -hmm. And that kind of mirrors exactly what's happening in the US and other countries, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, All my research work has been in the US, Mm -hmm. but when I worked in the UK, I mean, obviously, I worked for the NHS for 14 years before I emigrated, and um, there was actually research being done on the NICU that I worked on, Mm -hmm. but I was so new as a nurse, I didn't fully understand the impact of it, and then that was my first introduction, and then as you get more seasoned as a nurse, you know, you do start to develop an interest in those areas, but I think the important thing to stress, if if anyone is interested in going to research nursing is you must have a strong clinical background to understand exactly what it is that you're doing when you're working on the studies. I mean I employ within our organisation approximately 40 clinical research nurses. Now I employ those nurses because they've got strong sound clinical skills and they're going to use those clinical skills on a daily basis. They're going to use them when they assess protocols, when they do their patient care, when they carry out the protocols and the study requirements. They need those skills to be able to administer the early phase, sometimes first in child medicines. It's all really important and I don't think that people necessarily understand that and it's our part of our own one of the things that I'm really keen in I know that Meg's really involved in and what IACRN do is actually look at spreading the word about the clinical research nurse and their role. This is a good time to stop and ask our viewers to participate in the discussion. Please state your name, country and city. The question is this, is your role as a clinical research nurse recognised by your country's nursing governing body or by your peers and colleagues? Thank you for answering that question and now back to the panel discussion. So while we were talking about, you know, how it was still quite a new role until, you know, up until about 10 years ago when things really started to fall into place, there's also not a lot available in literature to describe the role of the research nurse. I know, Meg, you have published um, before about the role because um, me and my colleagues actually cited you in an article that is um, due for publication later on in 2016 and it's about the uniqueness of the role of the paediatric research nurse in anaesthesia but obviously you can stretch that to cover all aspects of 
the role of the research nurse. I do feel that paediatric research nursing is particularly challenging in itself given the vulnerability of the patient population. Oh, completely. And I know that, um, so I'm doing a piece of work with Meg looking at the impact of the clinical research nurse. And as part of that um, piece of work, I did an extensive literature review to um, see what was out there, if there was very much detailing what the impact of clinical research nurses were, because there was nothing really about the paediatric research nurse. And like you say, it's very limited what's out there. So we're going to go forward and look at what the impact is. So we hopefully that will help us support our descriptions of what they do, describe what's going on when we're trying to um, work with nurse managers, work with nurses, look at the funding models, look at job descriptions, to kind of actually see what is their impact, particularly on the participant experience. So we're hoping a manuscript comes out in 2017 describing a focus group study that um, myself and some of my colleagues did, not specifically in pediatric research nursing, but with um, clinical research nurses from all different specialty practices, but really talking about the value and the unique mm -hmm. contributions of the clinical research nurse and, and what makes our practice different from the bedside nurse who's caring for a patient that happens to be on a research protocol. I mean, there's lots of anecdotal evidence where um, families say, we couldn't have been within in the study or we wouldn't have continued in the study without the support of our research nurse. Yeah. Now for lots of the paediatric studies, and I'm really only speaking from the paediatric point of view because that's what I know, but these aren't healthy volunteers. These are children, young adults that have significant comorbidities. They're participating in these clinical research trials because their treatment options are very limited within yeah. the um, licensed modern day medicines. Mm -hmm. So we have to work with children, young people and their families to um, find treatments that are appropriate and acceptable to them and to healthcare professionals. Yes, I totally agree with that. And especially given, like I've mentioned before, the vulnerability of the patient population. Obviously, I work with neonates. That's one of the ultimately vulnerable mm -hmm. patient populations. And you have parents who are incredibly overwhelmed to start with they're not expecting their baby to end up in an intensive care unit and then someone from research comes along asking them to participate in a study which is an additional stressor to some and it's important that as a nurse you remember that you are still the patient advocate and I know we can't stress that strongly enough but sometimes we have to advocate for the parents as well when there is a push to enroll in the studies but Sometimes, again, with neonates, depending on what they are admitted to the unit for, a study might be the only option. And I think that's really key because actually we owe it to our families if we're going to provide proper care for them to give them the opportunities to participate in research or at least ask them even if they say no. But it's about asking them sensitively and at the right time. One of the things I always try to do when I approach families is, obviously you have to ask the attendings permission to approach, but I absolutely always approach the bedside nurse mm. in private, away from the parents, so that they don't get stressed even at the sight of someone who they don't know approaching to see if it's even a suitable time. Because those parents might have received devastating news that you don't know about. And then, like I say, you go along and you try to approach for study and it's just not appropriate. So having sensitivity to the environment is something that is paramount. Right. And that um, value of clinical research nurses focus group study that I mentioned before, one of um, the strongest themes that came through was the advocacy piece. And so nurses really um, feeling like they... Um, 
added an important, unique dimension to the advocacy for patients. I think as well, just building on that, a lot of people who don't know a lot about the research nursing role may want to make that leap, but are frightened to, in case they lose those skills that they value so much at the bedside, and they may not feel supported. Oh, I completely agree. And I think um, lots of clinical research nurses um, almost learn when they learn on the job, so to speak, and they didn't necessarily know what they needed to do, so they'd have their protocol and then get told, okay, so this is what you need to do. But actually they were kind of finding their way in the dark. And I think, well, I know now really that certainly within the UK over the last eight years and certainly within the US, people have identified with that and they've put different packages and things in place. We're incredibly lucky at um, Great Ormond Street that we have our um, we have a paediatric research, clinical research nurse educator who's been in post about 18 months. And before that, it was our senior research nurse's responsibility and partly my responsibility to oversee an induction package, a training package, to be able to support nurses through those things. And I know that in the US, or Meg can tell you more, that things like that are happening as well. And I know when I was in anaesthesia, um, it was one of the focuses that I had that you may have new staff who come on board, but it's important to A, make sure that they are educated and supported, but also for long-term staff that they continue to experience what is available in continuing education for them in order that they feel supported also in their career. And just to keep current with changes in regulatory issues that are going on. And yeah, within the UK, we have um, some clinical research nurse competency documents, which set out, at, um, so the nurses are banded from band five to band eight. So band five is a newly qualified nurse, and then you go up the bands as you progress in your nursing career and apply for posts. So these research nurse competencies detail what's expected of you at each band. So it helps you, I think, when you come into the role, you obviously have your protocol requirements, but it helps you know what's expected of you and gives you something to kind of work towards and be um, supported against. And we use those alongside routine mandatory training and then obviously research governance training. Right, and I think our system here in the States is more decentralized, and so different organizations have sort of different standards yes. for practice and progression in your practice, but having scope and standards in place and being recognized formally as a specialty practice helps to um, then identify competencies that nurses need to um, achieve to be able to move forward in their career. I think it's a really important thing as well because a lot of our nurses, so say a lot but more um, some of our junior nurses they come to research maybe for a year two years and then they go back to their specialty practice that they came from beforehand because one of the fears we've had from nurses before is well what if I come into research and I don't like it will I get a job back on the wards mm -hmm. will, will they see that what I've done is being credible but having competencies to go back you can if you get asked well what have you been doing and people don't understand what the role of the research nurse is you have those documents you have your personal development review and things like that so you can actually demonstrate to your future employers what you've done in your time as a research nurse. I think this convent is an excellent idea and you know it I think it encourages people to look beyond what they immediately deal with on a day-to-day -day basis 
And one of the things that I was really excited to find out, the unit, uh, the NICU that I practice on clinically, uh, one of the physicians is doing a study and he actually asked for nurses who would be interested in helping him with the study. And he got quite a few who wanted to help out and they chose three to help him. And I think it's just fantastic that now it is being made more open. On the words, nurses are more receptive in the clinical areas towards research if it is offered to them. I made a conscious choice to focus on research in the clinical setting and earned um, a PhD that has more of a clinical research type focus. So really sort of moving to my role through that route. But many clinical research nurses sort of come to research accidentally. I only ever went to it for six months because I was, I thought I was going to be an intensive care nurse forever. I'd found what I loved. But then within um, working within children's intensive care, we had a research and audit nurse. She was doing a study looking at different ways of measuring core temperature. And I asked her if I could help her do anything. And she said, well, you can help me do this. And I really, really enjoyed it. My experience was very similar to Lorraine's. Um, I got into research when I worked in Arizona, just implementing some evidence-based practice when um, I was the assistant nurse manager there. And uh, it, it piqued my interest. So when the research job came up, I thought, you know, I'm going to experience this further. But like you, I was torn because I was an ICU nurse. So I thought, I'll do this for maybe a year max. And seven years later, I'm still here. This is a good time to stop and ask our viewers to participate in the discussion. Please state your name, country and city. The question is this, are you a research nurse? What challenges have you faced in your role? And what motivates you and what do you like about your role? And we're back now to our discussion with Megan Lorraine. So the, the roles for clinical research nurses are really varied, right? So people are in, in roles that are more based at the bedside, all the way through management and then through um, nurse scientists yes. like me. So lots of opportunity. Maybe talk a little bit about what you guys have seen in, in your practice experience. Well, certainly I'm not sure again how it, how it is where you work, Lorraine, but here I've been fortunate enough to um, liaise with different researchers in different arenas because we have um, obviously the CTSU which works on an ambulatory level. Um, but those patients can come in and they can be on anything from phase one trials and up. And the nurses who work there are actively involved in research, but they are actively involved in the care of that patient and also with the administration of the medications. But they do also participate in ensuring that the protocol is adhered to and that you know order sets are adhered to and completed correctly so they have that administrative side so they're involved in you know making sure the protocol functions as it's meant to so they do have a regulatory component mm -hmm. but they also have that clinical side where they are actually physically doing the the jobs necessary to make sure the the study is executed correctly as well as you know participating with the care of the patient while they are in right ensuring that quality data as they're collecting the data at the bedside um, providing treatments and interventions with my role it's slightly different because at the moment we're trying to build the infrastructure of the research center there so i'm still heavily involved in 
the recruitment and execution of the studies that we we do. But I also have a strong um, commitment to the regulatory oversight. Mm -hmm. And regulatory oversight is something that is sometimes overlooked, but is a major, major part of the research nurse role. Absolutely. So I think it's really important. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really difficult difficult in the sense of not only do you have to um, make sure that your patient care is safe and to a really high standard, you also have to make sure that you're carrying out the research according to the protocol. As well as that, you have to make sure that the protocol adheres to the good clinical practice regulations. And on top of all that, you have to mesh everything that you're doing with the hospital organisational policies. And sometimes the protocol requirements will require you maybe to deliver care that is slightly outside of what is the routine standard of care within the organisation. And the role of the research nurse is really to kind of mesh all of those things together, work with the bedside nurses, work with the um, senior managers and the consultants and the clinical team and the MDT to make sure that the protocol is carried out, but everything is in safe. And that's a really, um, it's an exciting position for the clinical research nurses to be in, but it's also quite, can be a challenging one at times. And actually having that regulatory background, understanding and support is really key, I think. You sometimes have to liaise with multiple departments to ensure that communication isn't broken down. So you are an integral part of making sure that nothing breaks down and everything goes to plan. It's a lot of responsibility as well. And I think it is very different to um, a bedside nurse position. It's similar in some ways to a clinical nurse specialist position, potentially some ways in a practitioner's position as well. I'm not so familiar with all of the roles within the US that the nurses have, but I know there are lots of similarities between the clinical research nurses in the UK and in the US. But I've also noticed that there are some distinct differences whereas across some of the organisations. In the UK, the role of the research nurse is very much will be involved from the feasibility, so looking at with with the principal investigator, is the study feasible? Can you deliver that protocol with your patient population? Then they'll be involved in the setup side, some of the regulatory stuff, but they'll also be involved in initiating the protocol, screening and recruiting the patients, delivering the care, (laughs) collecting the data, and then inputting some of that data with the data team and safety monitoring and reporting. Whereas I know that for some organisations in the US, they have protocol nurses that specifically are involved in setting up the protocol and making sure everything's in place. And then the care is given by the bedside nurses or the ward nurses that maybe aren't so involved in the research side, but do what is required of them from the orders. And I think it depends on the institution and the division or department that you work in. Um, I know from when I was in anaesthesia and certainly in newborn medicine, we were very heavily involved with protocol development. Obviously the idea is there, but we also go through the feasibility because the PIs do rely on us a lot to be able to point out, you know, where things might not run as smoothly because we do know the patient so well. So... I certainly know here, and I'm not sure about other departments, Meg, that you might be able to shed light on, but certainly in the departments that I've worked on in children's, they do heavily involve the research nurses from the beginning, mm-hmm. like in the UK. Right. I think in my experience here at Children's, it's been very similar. And so I think we do see examples across our country 
where people may be practicing in different ways, but the whole piece around being a part of that clinical research team and how integral the nurse is. So I think it's that whole, you're talking about the team piece is so critically yeah. important. And being that communication um, gateway, the research nurse is typically who the families will contact. And then the research nurse will um, you speak to the families, they might direct them to the PI, they might direct them back to the people that are responsible for their clinical day care, you know, rather than the care that's not their research care. Did you ever think you were going to be a clinical research nurse when you set out your <laughs> nursing? <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> Did you even know what they were when you were in nursing school? No, no, there was nothing. I mean, I was in nursing school back in 1992 and it wasn't. It was very much just you focused on getting through your training and then getting out onto the wards and that was it. The thing that I really like at the moment is there seems to be, I know there's a real push in the UK and I've experienced it this year, being part of the fellowship programme and seeing nursing students, undergraduate students coming and doing pieces of research or working with nursing scientists here at Boston Children's and it's about exposing student nurses to clinical research at that early stage and clinical research facilities in the UK are um, having student nurses now was that never used to happen and that's certainly a big drive over the last 18 months we're having our first students in September which I'm really excited about hopefully five or six years time these students will be our new clinical research nurses right I think that's one of the big challenges in terms of education for clinical research nurses because it's not integrated into um, our education programs for nursing and hopefully now with a scope and standards of practice and some of the other advancements we've been able to make that will help to be able to integrate more into undergraduate curriculums and graduate curriculums. Yeah, and I think it's encouraging that, especially with you, your reading for students coming in, that it's been introduced at yeah. that early stage. It's encouraging for the future. It's motivating yeah. for the future. I mean, research is core to care and really, Every nurse should be exposed to research, and they probably are, but they don't necessarily realise. And I think, you know, research nursing is a specialty practice, and then we've talked about the really specific key things that the research nurses need to be able to do, but every, every nurse should have an awareness of what the clinical research is and to be able to support their patients. Just that we've been talking about, you know, education and support and resources available for um, clinical research nurses, um, Meg, would you like to tell us a little bit about your role as president of the IACRN? Sure. Um, IACRN is a professional nursing organization that was founded in 2009 by myself and six of my colleagues from across the country. And it's an organization that grew out of the old um, General Clinical Research Center program that was funded through our NIH. And that program had a small group of nurse managers that met on a routine basis and networked and provided support to each other. We recognized how valuable that was. And, and when that program ended and the NIH moved to the CTSA program that's currently in place, we started um, the IACRN to support research nurses in a variety of roles and really to provide a forum for education and networking for professional practice. That's fantastic. And what resources do you have available in the UK? So within the National Institute of Health Research, there's the clinical research networks. 
there's a workforce development team within that team that provide workforce support for all of the clinical research workforce within the CRN. And part of that means that they have set up resources and support specifically targeting clinical research nurses. So there is a group email list with over a, a thousand clinical research nurses that provides an electronic forum for people to um, contact each other about ideas and questions. They hold a yearly day specifically for clinical research nurses and within that day there's a host of different workshops, poster presentations and different speakers to enable people to share best practice. There's also the UK CRF network which, um, which isn't specifically for clinical research nurses, however, again, provides forums within the work streams for research nurses to get together, to share best practice, look at shared um, standard operating procedures and different ways about how to work within clinical research facilities. That's fantastic. And I think it's good that, you know, the, the organisations or the resources have the ability to hold the yearly conferences, and I know IACRN does, and as well as SOCRA, which is the Society of Clinical Research Associates, they also hold a yearly conference, and also the ACRP, which is the Association of Clinical Research Professionals, that hold the yearly conferences. And I think just by doing that, it just um, enhances the availability of education and support that is out there for clinical research nurses. This is a good time to stop and ask our viewers to participate in the discussion. Please state your name, country and city. The question is this. What organisations and resources are you aware of that support continued education and development in clinical research nursing? I think this has been a great discussion and I'm excited to see what the next 10 years bring. And uh, I'd just like to thank you both and it's been a great discussion. So thank you both. Thank, thank you. I've you. really enjoyed it. It's been great. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.